the world's good everybody thank you all for tuning in you're rocking with the brother-in-laws over at man to man we're bringing unique vibes to the traditional sports talk show this is your co-host andy elliott alongside your co-host liam the hoop star nash hey hoop star listen we on dash radio's nothing but net channel we're talking all things basketball damn it you can find us on all streaming platforms and social platforms we're on those as well leave the boys a five-star review subscribe to our channel but most importantly share with your moms and get your damn merch get your damn merch oh yeah i guess that's another thing that i approached liam with the idea of doing our own like ad libs in our episodes you know you're gonna hear the and I don't know, maybe some other weird things along the way. I don't know if Liam completely agreed to that, but we're going to try to throw them in, try to do like our own Mego style on it. Um, so I guess please don't be alarmed. You know, we're only trying to scare you just a little bit. Or, you know, sometimes, Liam, you go into that monotone when we talk about the Pacer segment. So we got to wake the people up with some juice, you know? You, yeah, you almost making me fall asleep looking like you got a freaking pillow next to you. You're not even trying to talk about the Pacers, man. At least I'm getting some good night's sleep over here, all right? Why are you over oh, there? Oh, you ain't getting no good night's sleep. <laughs> you throwing tequila shots down your throat at 1 a.m. You know, you trying to figure out all these girl problems, and, you know, oh, that you have. You are trying hitting no tequila at 1 a.m., dude. Not told you I ain't got no damn game, so I ain't got no damn girl problem. Hey, listen, as our guy Derek Byer said last week's episode, you know, he was relegated to the corner a lot of the time when he was playing. Ah, my ass getting relegated to the corner in the dating world. Come on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you busting the, the Casper, ain't you? You know, uh, straight, oh, yo, straight ghosted out here. Straight you ghosted. Ain't, uh, yeah, you ghosting my ass too, dude. I try to text you all day today. I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall over here saying I got some stuff to do. Oh, oh hell, hell to, to the, the now. now. Thank you for showing up. Thank that's you. fair. That's fair. Um, Come we on. do quickly do want to shout out, you know, the late Kobe Bryant, Gigi, and other individuals that were, you know, kind of involved with that tragic accident last year um kind of before we do get started into this episode um that date kind of fell in the midst of of last week so we didn't really get to touch on it too much we just kind of you know sat back and reflected on everything so yeah mo yeah most definitely shout out to uh kobe and, and Gigi and that family over there as well as all the families involved one of my favorite quotes by kobe is the biggest mistake that we make in our lives is thinking that we have time you know, we young, man, we could do something tomorrow and just, you know, not see each other again. So love that quote by Kobe. Hard work pays off. You don't know who's watching, uh, you know, and if you start tomorrow, then you're already a, a day behind. So, you know, get your grind on, find out what you like, get a hobby. If you're just working from home at your freaking desk, or get out, you know, even walking is a hobby, you know, Liam, you hitting a couple miles, dude, I might be hitting one and a half mile or something like that. Rack them up, baby, rack them up. Keep grinding prayers to those families involved in, in tough, tough incident. Obviously celebrating the life of, of Kobe Bryant and those involved, but uh, a little bit on a lighter note. Are you interested in starting a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Listen, we've been asked this question more times than LeBron has corrected my guy's hairline, okay? Our answer, make a great first impression and start with your cover arts. That's what we did. You look good, you feel good, and you podcast better. Our friends over at Fiverr's online marketplace for freelance services with low-cost providers from all over the world. And golly, 
gets his name from, you know, the starting price of services, which is only about five bucks. This shit is cheap as hell, dude. You've got five bucks. Throw it. You're going to get some podcasts. All right. Let the boys over at Man to Man give you a head start and hit that link in the description. All right. Or you can find it on our website at Man to Man Podcast with an S at the end of podcast.com. Cool deal over there. Fiverr, yeah, we're probably we'll probably hit them up again, right, Liam? We want to change some cover art. We've had the same damn cover art for about a year now, so we want to switch it up a little bit. I look a little bit different, maybe not. I ain't got no damn face wear. I want to talk about Bradley Beal, the Wizards, and what seems to be, I don't know, not working over there in Washington, dude. Listen, Bradley Beal's situation, we're gonna break it down to you. After scoring 47 points, tw- 24 in the third quarter. <clears throat> Uh, in a loss against the Pelicans on Wednesday of last week, Bradley Beal is a guy who seems frustrated. He hates losing, obviously. And so we see all these, you know, turned into memes after the games. But he's absolutely balling right now. But the Wizards aren't. They're in last place in the whole league, sitting at 3-12. and 12. It is tough to watch because we are somewhat of Wizards fan. Damn it, we want the Wizards to do good. So I don't know, man. Just kind of seeing that negative energy barricade around that whole team and that vibe is it's really unfortunate to see, and I think I can speak on behalf of many NBA fans and Bradley Beal fans around the world. It's like, damn, his wife on Twitter said that, man, she, I'm so sick of seeing my husband pretty much look like this every single game, right? And of course, the media is only looking to stick out in their stories and their headlines by asking these players the most idiotic questions like, Are you frustrated? Is the sky blue? <laughs> my man. I understand it. I see where Bill is coming from. The team's not playing well on our battlefront. We go need out- the soldiers to get up there and start <laughs> shooting. Who? I know you. You are out there every night going to war, and you you keep doing the same thing, and you're just not getting the results you want. But I think there has been kind of this. I don't know amount of warranty from the public's eye to kind of you know give all this blame to head coach Scott Brooks, right? Implement a coach that has the ability to you know, improve a, a younger team maybe and, you know, the, the the defensive strategies that they have. So I got to look at the numbers because the Wizards aren't bad defensively. We've talked about it a little bit on our episodes here. They allow the fewest at-rim attempts. They're 12th on the defensive three-point attempts and eighth in defensive rebounding percentage. Mm-hmm. So the problem has to be that the team allows, you know, a high shooting percentage from all distances. They actually foul way too much, and they're just short on players. They've had players, you know, be out due to injuries and stuff. So as far as closing out on the offensive player, they're dead last in the NBA, allowing just wide-open shots, which explains them having this high shooting percentage, and they're third worst in the league in closing out on a player too tight, which they just drive right past, get to the rim, and that's why – it explains these, you know, unnecessary and excessive fouling that mm-hmm. we see night in and night out. So, I mean, their opponents are shooting 65% from the field on wide open shots. They're in the NBA. They can knock down wide open shots. Right. Any any basketball player <laughs> can do that, right? So right. there's a little bit of bad luck, just teams hitting shots. But yeah. as well, you got to figure out how to correctly close out. You can't close out too far. You can't just run past the player. You can't close out too short and give them pretty much an NBA player wide open shot, right? Right. They got to play straight up defense without fouling. So like I said, these guys are in the NBA. They're going to knock down wide open shots. So you got to, you got to change that for me. I think that's the biggest factor. Right. Yeah. It's like the Knicks, man. They're kind of in the same defensive numbers as the Wizards are. And they're, you know, allowing a bunch of wide open shots, but the Knicks opponents are shooting only like 50 something percent. So like you were saying, yeah, the Wizards, whoever's playing the Wizards, they're just knocking down those shots. 
it's like almost 15% higher than what teams are playing against the, the Knicks. But they're a good defensive team, you know, at times, or they have the potential to be, you know, solid defensively. The fouling is obviously there if you're closing out too long. You know, they're getting a Kyle Korver screen. You know, you're fouling too long on them. They're going to do the whole, you know, shoot and then angle on you, on your body. Or if running right past you and get the layup, like you were talking about. But they do allow way too many wide open shots. And then, like you were saying, they've lost a couple of players. Thomas Bryant, obviously a big man that protects that restricted area slash paint. He's out for the remainder of the year. And, you know, they're also just lacking size and athleticism to defend. I like it. Let's keep it going a little bit more because I think now we have to ask the question, well, what about the offense? Do they even have a system? Where is the motion offense? Is it shown to believe my guy Westbrook is a cancer to teams? I don't know. Oh, hell to the no. Well, actually, the Wizards are pretty good at offense and, and they have a you know a variety of ways that they can score. They're ninth in touches per game, they're 12th in passes per game, 10th in assists per game, fifth in secondary assists, which is a hockey assist pretty much, and seventh in potential assists. Now, the team does rely heavily on Beal to score the ball, but with that being said, they're getting multiple players involved and getting these chances to put points on the board. If anything, the data suggests that they should be more reliant (laughs) on Bradley Beal, and he's second on the team in points per touch behind our guy Garrison Matthews. And and that just means, you know, GMATs, you're going to have to step it up, man. You're shooting a lot, which is good. That's what he needs to do, but you're going to have to, you know, just keep working on your game and try to find the bottom of the net at times, but... Remember, even all before this, man, the Wizards had to postpone six straight games due to a COVID-19 outbreak. So I don't know if there's an excuse left or right or what's going on here or there. Does Westbrook fit in Washington? Eh, I don't know. I think it's too early for me to determine with all the above factors to put in place. Now, they rank six in the league in most points per game. I think they're at like 114 and a half. But on the other end, defensively, they rank last in team opponent points, allowing teams to average about 120 points against them. So I don't know. To loop it all back around, I don't know if I have any direct answers except to maybe point criticism at the front office and in critiquing Scott Brooks, firing, not firing. I don't know. The focus should be on who he chooses to play and the lineups that he deploys and focus much, much less on the offensive side of things and zoom in a lot more on the defensive structure. Right. And I, I want to mention it because you brought him up. Biggest thing for me on Westbrook is there's been a lot of NBA executives saying we're going to see this fallout from him. I don't think that's the case at all. He is shooting under 40%, which is not good. You got to do better. And with suspending six of the games, kind of gets your chemistry kind of up and down. So I understand that point. But for Westbrook, he just needs to really just go out every night and be the old Westbrook that we're kind of accustomed to because he has the talent to do it. I just think that he's kind of getting dragged around the media, you know, kind of teams don't want him. And you're talking about, is he cancerous or whatnot? Who knows exactly what's going on in that locker room? But to mention, you know, what's going on in that locker room and the speculations, Bradley Beal's in the news again, talking about he could possibly get traded. And for Beal, he did, you know, kind of mention in this same interview that he, he, you know, chose to be in Washington because he thinks that they can win, right? They think he's a good player. So I kind of feel for him in that, in that regards, but to kind of place blame on anybody right now, I don't think you can place blame on Westbrook or Beal 
or even, you know, the coaching. It's more of the front office. Right. And the guys on the floor just have to be NBA players and, and be professionals and play the basketball game every night. S- super young team. I just don't know if I've ever heard Westbrook kind of being a defensive player. I mean, I've never really seen Westbrook getting crazy blocks or anything. He's more of just a dog on the offensive end. We thought this was a good trade. We thought the Wizards right. were going to do great. Even without Thomas Bryant, they still got Rui, right? I'm, I don't know if Rui's hurt. I don't think he's hurt. And then they got Bertans. I mean, G-Mats is in there stepping up, getting 30 minutes a game. They just got to piece it together. Think if you're going to point criticism, it's got to be the front office. They got to figure it all out. But it is just kind of bizarre how you add an MVP to another guy that should have been an all-star last year. It's another thing they talked about. Are you going to be an all-star this year when he's putting up the most points in a league? Yes, he should be. He got fucking ripped last year. But it's kind of just bizarre how you're not clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they are. They have all these numbers. They're doing this and that. But it does just sound like the defensive end. It's almost like the Chiefs in football. They're so good on offense, they can score points. But the defensive end, they're kind of just blank everywhere, right? That's where the conversation of Scott Brooks that you brought up, he has to put in the right group of guys that A, get some production on the offensive end, and B, also will play defense every night. So it is a little bit of, you know, tossed up in the air. Who knows what's going to go on with that? Mm. But let's transition into the most storied rivalry in the NBA history mm. with these Lakers and the Celtics. We get to see them kind of battle it out on Saturday night. Just but, fucking battling out on the battlefront. Everyone is watching this game, right? Right. This was the probably the most watched game of the week at TD Garden. No fans, of course. And this mm-hmm. year, I think this could possibly be, you know, a finals preview for this year. You know, these two teams. Mm. Um, we do know that this game last year, the Lakers got blown out by 30 mm-hmm. and they came out and said, hey, this isn't going to happen again. They're coming off a two-game losing streak. It was a classic game, right? Classic game, start to finish, came down to one one last shot. You want to take us through this and, and kind of uh, just break yeah. it down for us? For Yeah, I can do that. Uh, listen, the Lakers, <laughs> <laughs> I got to break it down, damn it. Uh, the Lakers, they started off their season-high seven game. They had this road trip winning three of four before Anthony Davis was sidelined with that injury of a bruised right quad. Kimba and Tatum played in this game, and we all know that Kimba Walker has missed his first 12 games of the season recovering from a procedure on his left knee. I think this was the same thing that he was dealing with in the bubble. Of, and Tatum missed multiple games because my guy just, you know, going out probably and not telling him my muff got COVID. Okay, listen. But obviously this game was a nail. What, you got something to say or what? Yeah, no, he, got, yeah, he went out. He went out, dog. I always, I always knew, knew you were a city, city girl. girl. You know he went out, dog. Obviously, this game was a nail-biting game all the way to the end. Like you were saying, you know, Lakers trying to, you know, survive a, a third straight loss. And, and they're up one with a couple seconds left. And uh, AD's got the ball looking to, you know, go up a, a three- to four-point lead here. The play, I guess, it was designed for Anthony Davis to go to work, do a back down, make a Kobe-like fader. And, you know, my guy's softer than a Build-A-Bear out here. And he gets the ball stripped, doesn't get a shot off. And lucky for the Lakers, Kimba just misses a, his signature one, two, dribble past the defender. Let me do a motherfucking step back on you. And he just misses off the, the back of the rim. Great defensive transition by the Lakers on that play. Montrezl, great block out at the very end. So Daniel Tice couldn't get that put back. It's upsetting to me, Liam, that I am such a big fan of LeBron James. And he's one of the most talented players in the world. 
And I don't see him getting back on defense on that play at all. He's the last guy back on that screen. I kept watching the replay. Where's LeBron James? Where are you? You're leading the team. You can't give up on that play. Get your ass back, dude. I get it, man. As much as I root for his legacy, I I totally understand why people don't like LeBron James because of his attitude. It's a crybaby-like attitude from what I've heard people say. And I'm in agreement with most of LeBron's complaining to the refs, but I don't know. It just gives off a bad look. So I, I think that for the Lakers this year, they can be beat, right? Any team has shown to prove that any team can be beat in this league. So it was just frustrating for me to see LeBron not getting back on defense. Where are you? Why did you not take the last shot? Why was it for AD? I get the whole 18 and 12 in the first half. He finished with 27 and 14 boards. I get LeBron finished with 21, seven and seven. Great, great. But it all comes down to one play. And realistically, like you were saying, the Celtics, they look good. And uh, yeah, they have a chance of making it to the finals. And they played like it Saturday night. They should have won the game. Tatum and Brown combined for 58 points. Tatum with 30, Brown with 28. There was a big blow, I guess, with Marcus Smart. Kind of looked like the Achilles tear from Kevin Durant's injury in the finals a couple years back. But luckily, I guess for the Celtics and Marcus Smart, it's only a grade one tear and he's only missed it two to three weeks. But I don't know. That's the biggest thing that I took from the Lakers and Celtics game is like, come on. Why is LeBron not getting the last shot? You know, you you high fiving after the game, but get back on defense, dude. It was just really frustrating for me to watch. Right. I mean, for the Lakers, I feel for him a little bit in this situation. AD coming off of the injury you know, for he missed the the last game, kind of getting back into a feel for things. But I'm glad that you said that the Lakers do look like this year that they look like they can get beat because if they don't take that mindset into every night, they will get beat night in and night out. And that's kind of what we saw with them losing two straight, one without AD, but the other one, they just, you know, look like they didn't show up right away at the beginning of the game. That's why they ultimately lost the game. But I say this every year with LeBron James. When it's time to really turn it on, you know, he could get the eighth spot in the West and beat the number one team and go to the finals. He has that switch that no other player has that when it's time to really turn it on, he can turn it on. Okay, but now let's switch the narrative here. MVP, he's at the front of the race, but yeah, he just doesn't want to turn it on right now. And everyone complains every year that, oh, LeBron should have got LeBron should have got it. Turn it on right now, dude. Like, let's win MVP this year. Right. And I think that was another thing that I was going to say a little bit about this game was it was on ABC. Everybody Saturday night, nothing else is going on. Everybody, you know, was probably watching a little bit of that game at at some point if you're a sports fan. And I feel like for that, that's a game that LeBron James steps up to play and says, hey, I got the world's attention and we need to, you know, show them that I'm the best. I didn't really get that feeling from him from start to finish. Well, here, here's my thing about Anthony Davis. I get that he gets all the rebounds in first half. That's great. You know, he was getting a lot of boards right there, but he just looks soft to me, man. I don't know if the Lakers have an X factor. And I said that during watching the game. Then, of course, LeBron hits two straight threes, but it's still not really an X factor to me. I don't know, dude. Like, I want AD to have a dog. He's like one of the softest bigs in the NBA. I don't know if that's... I mean, I'm I'm entitled to my own opinion. I get that. I don't know if anybody agrees with that, but like, eh, he just doesn't really go to work, dude. He always getting fouled on layups off a of rebound, dunk the damn ball, dude, and put your body into somebody else and dunk on him. I don't. We haven't seen that really from AD, and you know he's missing free throws. He's been talking about his free throw game this year. Then he's looking over at LeBron, and they're kind of laughing. And oh, I don't know, man. 
I don't know if I got my money on the Lakers this year because it's getting frustrating to watch. I mean, Caruso's balling, but another talk that I had with my boys watching the game, who's better? Is I mean, Schroeder's better than Rondo. I guess Mark Gasol and Montrez Harrell look better than Dwight and JaVale McGee. I don't know. I think the only thing that we were contemplating on was Schroeder and Rondo because they both kind of can't shoot the damn ball, but Schroeder just almost fits in there better. But I did like the team last year almost more than I do like him this year. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I almost agree to that. But I think for the future of this team, you know, in the next two to three years, having, you know, Schroeder, having a, a Montrez Herald on that roster, I think they're both upgrades from a Dwight Howard. They're definitely an upgrade from an aging Rondo. Mm -hmm. But I think more comes down to a chemistry aspect for them because those are two players that never played again with LeBron James or an Anthony Davis, especially not on the same team like that. So right. I feel like you have to kind of work it out. And that's what LeBron James does throughout every year. He kind of feels on his teammates and see what they do in certain situations. So. Right, I guess we'll just have to see. I just want to see more of a dog in LeBron on that last play. I want to see extra effort, and I want to see – I don't know. It's weird to say, but I want to see more from AD. Right. I think to wrap this up real quick, in a situation like that, earlier in a season, they were probably looking to see, you know, what's a go-to play if we see this later down on the road in the playoffs or something. You know, this, this one's going to go to AD and see how this works out and see if we like what this looks like on the floor – and mm -hmm. it didn't work out. So I think he was a little frustrated. A, he didn't get the shot. And B, the play just didn't work because Anthony Davis kind of just fucked it up, right? Right, so, good, point. good point. So on his on his end, it's kind of like, all right, I should be taking the shot. I didn't get it. And the play just didn't work out. So I'm not getting back. So it doesn't really matter right now because it's the beginning of the season-ish. Right. I guess uh, I'll leave it off with that. Coach, where you at? Let's get into our favorite segment here at Man to Man. Come our on, second, baby. Come on. Our second half of this episode, man. Our second half. Uh, yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's see what's up on the docket today. What we for, got on the docket, damn it. What we got. Come on, coach. What we got on the <laughs> docket for man to man worthy or keep it moving. First one, Joe Ingles sets franchise history for most threes surpassing Mr. John legendary Stockton. Are we worthy here or are we keeping it moving? You already know it's worthy, baby. Listen. <laughs> Whenever you hear Hall of Famer, you know, John Stockton and the word record in the same sentence, we got to talk about it. Ingles only scored 10 points in this game in a win against the Mavs on Friday night, but he knocked down two threes, bringing his total number of threes made to 846. Rack him up, up, baby. Rack him up. up. You know, he's kind of a pass first type of player and all of his teammates just kind of remind him to shoot the damn ball because that's why he's on the floor in the first place. Uh, he's a great shooter this year. He's shooting 45% from the arc and um, he's shooting 40% off his career. So you got it shoot the ball dude that's why you're in there joe ingle kind of just a slower dude kind of stud in the wall needs his teeth you know fix a little bay from australia you know what the hell going on but uh don't forget that donovan mitchell is fourth on this list i don't know who's third we ain't got no damn clue i don't even think we tried to look it up so <laughs> i think donovan mitchell he's at like 600 made threes and not to mention he was the quickest player to make 600 but Shout out to Joe Ingles, man. He's just living a cool little life over there. So, uh, you know, he's going to keep going. And the dot of the minutes will probably catch up to him. But Stockton, see him, my guy. But thank you for setting, you know, setting the pace for these other guys, right? Right. Hey, I, I got to say one thing on this. 
Go Joe ahead. Ingles, being a lefty, I love left-handed players that shoot the ball really well. It's almost like a, I don't know, it's like a photo I have in my head. That Lefties only, always shoot, yeah, really well, don't they? I don't yeah. know. Man. Oh, if no, only I could, if I could be left-handed, it would just look so much better when I shot the ball. Can we but, name like three left-handers? Handies on the, that sounded so weird. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> what? Oh, hell to the no. Three left-handers, like just at the top of the list. James That's, Harden. Okay. I would say, well, we're talking about Joe Ingles. I'll put him on there. Okay. Um, And then probably like a Kelly Oubre type guy. He got uh, a pretty shot. Okay, okay. Who do you think? You got anybody else on there? No, nah, I honestly, after that, I can't. What about all time? Oh, uh, we can't. We like can't like a Lamar that. Odom? Lamar that's Odom who I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like Lamar, somebody, or um, what about Kukic? Wasn't Co- or what's his name? Tony Kukoc? Oh, hell to the no. Yeah, he was a lefty. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. Okay, listen. We don't know, man. We too young <laughs> out here, man. We got to watch that damn MJ doc again. All right, what uh, we got next? What we got next? Uh, next up, we got the uh, 2021 All-Star voting. It has begun. Uh, quick shout-out to all your teams if you follow your teams. You can vote for your own player yep. uh, to make the, the All-Star team. Just go to your team's website and get your votes casted for your favorite player on your team but mm-hmm. uh it started is this uh worthy or are we keeping it moving here i mean damn we ain't gonna talk about it because we are gonna go to the all-star weekend in indianapolis now we gotta wait till 2024 but yeah sure man it's gonna be an all-star game in atlanta on march 7th yay no fucking fans <laughs> cool dude the hell out of here with that man come on keep it moving dog get your damn merch all right next up we got kind of a a, a sadder topic i guess uh seku smith all around NBA guy. He was the guy, you know, a good face for the NBA. He um, sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, is this uh, worthy? Or are we talking? Or yeah, we got to talk here? about our guy Seku here. Obviously, like you were saying, a sad moment for the NBA community as, you know, Seku Smith was an award winning NBA reporter and analyst. Uh, he was the creator and host of NBA.com. He had the blog and podcast Hang Time. Super, super cool. Uh, he's covered professional basketball for more than two decades for people that may not know him. I mean, he's a, he's an absolute legend in this industry. Uh, he's, you know, more known for his appearances on NBA TV and giving his quote unquote tough opinions on certain teams. And not to mention, man, he started his career covering our Indiana Pacers before moving over to the Atlanta Hawks, which is super, super cool. But this is just a tragic death and, and everything that goes into it from, you know, it being complications from COVID-19. And, you know, he was so young at 48. Guys, we got to take this thing seriously. Continue to mask up, man. I think everybody in the world just kind of wants to get over this whole COVID thing, but we don't have the whole vaccines and everything yet to get past it. Hopefully by the end of this year, we can all figure it out. I know I'm in Nashville, man, and and we got some weird rules here. We got, I'm not going to get into politics, but some weird fucking rules, man. And then we're extending our curfew here in Nashville to, I think it's midnight, midnight to 1 a.m. And this, this past weekend, I've just been seeing people going out. I mean, we still have like little nightclubs here in Nashville and stuff like that. So if you're in a vibrant, younger city, like a lot of these cities in America, just be careful if you're going to go out, be careful. Uh, if you have other people in your family that can potentially give this virus to, you know, we can get it without knowing. But if you have people like that in your family, come on, man, just don't think about yourself for once and, and put other people before you. And, and let's all just kind of wait it out a little bit, damn it. Right. Get these vaccinations in the hands that people need at first and then 
hopefully everybody else gets it as well. But very nicely said. I'll, I'll commend you on that. Well, hey, prayers, condolences and prayers, obviously, Sekou and, and everyone involved and his family and friends. Tough, tough blow. Right. Um, we'll talk about Donovan Mitchell here. His injury in that game against the Mavericks got put in a concussion protocol. Looked like he's going to play on Sunday night. What is this? Is this worthy? Are we keeping it? I don't know. I feel like concussions are a little bit more rare in the NBA than football, but he'll be back. Mahomes going to be back in a week. You know, he'll be back in a week. It almost looked like he, I think he had a tough blow or something to his head. Almost looked like a, a Conor McGregor. Let me take your forehead and smash it to the ground one time type <laughs> beat. But yeah, we're going to keep it moving on this one though. All right. We'll keep it moving for you. Get your damn merch. Ah, so our last topic here, LaMelo Ball gets his first, I guess, Kodak moment. I, uh, you know, I just almost can't even get it out because I can't say it. (laughs) But he pretty much just embarrasses DeMontis Sabonis with a a put-back dunk, man. Is this... uh, is this worthy? Yeah. It's worthy, all right. I mean, they pretty much promoted it on all platforms right as it happened. So, yay, our Pacers. I mean, fucking Clay Thompson puts up 60 on the Pacers. Some other stuff happens on the – it's every year. We, I mean, we just – we don't know how to stay out of <laughs> national exposure unless we're getting absolute s on, you know. So, LaMelo Ball – yeah, he's been balling, dude. You know, uh, on Saturday night, he had career high, 27 points, nine assists against the Bucks, And not to mention, they beat the Bucks too, in an upset. He's a number three pick for a reason, right? He's versatile. He can get to the rim. He can draw fouls. He can shoot off the dribble, and he can shoot from behind the arc. That's why he's pretty much just making a name for himself for the Rookie of the Year award, kind of battling it out as a warrior, you know, against James Wiseman. But... Yeah, Sabonis, dude. You're the guy that gets all the rebounds. If you're right under the rim like that, watch out, dude. You're somebody about to put some McNuggets on your head real quick, dog. Tracy McGrady type beat. Right, right. I think he's definitely trying to push for that rookie of the year, you know, battling it out. But I think LaMelo Ball definitely has a, a little leg up just in terms of his production, and he's not even starting um, mm-hmm. for these Hornets, and he's he's got good numbers, and he can score the ball pretty well as well. Should be um, starting, but I don't know why. He's, I guess I don't know. I mean, he's he's, you, it's hard to just get thrown into the action. Then your expectations kind of get boosted a little bit in terms right. of you know leading a team. But if you're coming off the bench and you kind of have to work for it every night, so mm-hmm. and I not kinda, to mention at the end of the game, Sabonis is doing a rookie move as well and just turning his back on LaMelo Ball in that inbounds play with about a second left, and they're trying to waste time. LaMelo just, he bullied Sabonis now. He just absolutely embarrassed an all-star. So, thanks, dude, I guess. Yeah, but LaMelo's tough, man. He's he's super tough. I think a lot of people had their eyes on LaMelo way before any of this even happened, right? Right, right. But good looks for him. Keep it up, young stud. We'll we'll see you for many years to come. Uh, yes, sir. In the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's go into kind of our... I don't know, gambling, picks of the week kind of segment here. Uh, right. A.K.A. Andy just absolutely essing on you, dog. Definitely taking the lead here. Public record, you guys are up there. You guys are killing it. I should just, you know, wait and, and see what you guys would say <laughs> and then take your picks. But yeah, this last week, I've I've dropped nine games on you now. I know you got some insider trading information you got some websites. Oh, some, my. Some you ain't using. Books. I ain't paying for no subscriptions. Maybe a little bit, but you, you know, got, you some, got you the got, resources out there, dog. You got them. got some people on the books over there. You paying people under the table to oh, get these picks on Oh, my me, goodness. I'll tell you what, man. That's the that's the funniest thing because you're picking all these teams and you don't know Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Ben. Now you're picking the heat on every single game. 
Looks like Mavs uh, Jazz played last week on the 27th. For some reason, you thought Luca's been cooking. The Mavs are ass this year. Okay, have we? Can we agree to that? They're like 11 and eight. There's no way they're making a run here in the Western Conference to come playoff time. I mean, they lost five in a row, and right. Luca's kind of you know after the game, what's wrong, man? Nothing's wrong. We just don't close out the games. We you know get behind early and just don't close out games. Playing a little bit much too sock. Playing a little bit you know much too. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say what? here. Too much <laughs> soccer at practice. <laughs> oh hell to the no. He playing soccer pretty much. He's playing the wrong sport out here. Kristaps, like I don't know. Kristaps is figuring out, dude. This look like an absolute A one unicorn out here. But you know Jimmy's back though, and yeah, and Jimmy. Jimmy I mean, you might want to start touching the heat. A little bit more now. I know you little touchy guy over there, but you might want to start touching the heat. I don't think the heat are, I think the heat were kind of a fluke last year. I don't know if that's too effed up to say or not, but you know. I mean, I agree with that. I agree with okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. So we we're kind of going to change a little bit of this next portion of our game of the week. We're still guys. We're still going to give you guys a game of the week, kind of game to watch. Um, but along with that game, we are going to give you our prop bets of the week. You can um, either listen to Liam or you can <laughs> listen to me. I'm nine games up here. Just want to say that up front. All I'm saying is, <laughs> I mean, you're going to listen to somebody like me or some dude with a fucking ponytail, man. Tell I ain't got that. Why you got to call me out on the ponytail, dude? <laughs> Come on. Show us the ponytail real quick. Right, right, I'll show the on. ponytail. Damn it. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to listen to me or a guy with a ponytail. Hey, listen, everybody's saying I need a damn haircut. I ain't getting no haircut, man. I can't even afford my own body right now. Listen, all right, what else we got? <laughs> all right. um, I'll go first then uh, to kind of kick it off here. Yep. My game of the week, Warriors and the Mavericks, uh, Thursday night on TNT. And my prop bet for this game is going to be Curry and Doncic both scoring over 25 and they are also going to make over one and a half threes in this game. And if you like, you know, fast-paced, good basketball, I would take the over as well in this game. We don't quite get the lines on Monday. I don't, so know, if, we, I don't know if Liam gets the lines. I don't want to say that right now. <laughs> but Liam. this game's going to be, you know, two high-powered offenses. They like to run up and down the court. And... You know, when you got Steph Curry and, and Luca out there, they're going to score points. Curry and, and Doncic over 25 and over one and a half threes, and I'll take the over whatever it's going to be set for. What about okay. yourself, big dog? What do you got for, for your yeah, game you of the look, week? You looking, you sounded like Uncle Jeffrey on the side of the road <laughs> trying to hitchhike a ride to Vegas, my guy. <laughs> Fucking no damn money in them pockets, guy. Listen, you ain't getting none of that, all right? I'm taking Clippers at Nets Tuesday night on TNT, getting some good vibes from the boys over at Inside the NBA. Man, the man's still the best show out. It's both number two teams in their conferences. Nets have been absolutely balling out like crazy right now, but I will say a couple injury up updates on these two teams the guy pat bev is out with a knee injuries day to day who knows if he's going to play on tuesday night he'll probably sucker up and play uh nicholas batum guy out of nowhere kind of just started in the, in the first of the year i guess batum's still in the game a little bit but he is out with the groin injury he's got way too much low testosterone over there my god harden is day to day Okay, Harden got some thigh injury going on. I think he got, you know, a couple burgers went down there in the legs a little bit. And then newly acquired Amon Shumpert, right? Good pickup, good pickup. 
I think he's in protocol, COVID protocols right now and trying to piss out all the, the pot smoke and everything else to try to just get him in game mode again. But he's been balling. We've seen, we seen you, Iman, in, in you know, the summertime when you weren't on a team or anything like that. But as far as picks go, hmm. although Kawhi and Paul George are putting up 24-plus points, Kevin Durant, is another guy who's having himself an MVP type season. He looked like he hadn't lost a pep in his step after that Achilles injury, right? So I got to take KD in points over. No idea what that will be. It'll probably be like 25 and a half points over. Take it. Hammer it. Whatever you got in your bank account and FanDuel, BetMGM, hammer that as well as parlay it with Brooklyn spread. I think Brooklyn's got like a 61% chance of winning here. So They'll probably be like minus three and a half, minus four. Hammer it. Hammer it. We're hammering the the next. Hammer that one. Okay. Parlay. Telling you right now, ten, throw in like 150 to, you'll probably, you know, probably win what? Who? 465? I'd hammer that. <laughs> Are you, would you hammer that or will you get hammered watching this game? What's the difference there? I'd probably do both, man. Cause I don't, <laughs> I mean, I haven't bet in a while, though. That's a thing. But, you know, the paycheck just came in, so I might have to throw a little hundo on it and cry myself to sleep again. But hammer that one, okay? okay. We're going we're gonna to come back next week and see who won that one. All right. Taking Kevin Durant and the points and the spread for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's get into our last segment here where Andy's, you know, tried to call me out for being sleepy. So I ain't going to be sleepy no more. Ain't no sleeping over here. Zanny Bannies in your system, dog. You better wake that ass up. (laughs) No sleepy business here. Uh, For us this week, I guess I'll start with the first two games. You can kind of take the last two games if that's good with you. But show. Played the Toronto Raptors twice uh, on Sunday and Monday. We split that series. Uh, We actually ended up losing the first matchup, 107-102. Pretty close game. For what I can remember, uh, kind of came down to the last like four minutes, and we just you know we're clawing, clawing, then get get a chance to put ourselves in a position to win that one. But then the next night we came out just you know guns blazing. I think we knocked down like 16 threes or something crazy, and we beat them 129 to 114. Raptors are a good team. They kind of started off slow, but you know, going into somebody else's place. Up low. I, I don't know what else to say about this. Raptors kind of had a weird year. They've, you know, slumped down the pedestal tremendously this year and uh they're kind of just forgotten, right? They're a forgotten right. NBA team without the claw himself. So the Pacers played the Hornets. We just talked about it. LaMelo doing his thing over some bonus, putting nuts on back. And, and they won the first. We actually won the first game, 116 to 106. But we lost the second matchup, 105-108. We can beat this team, man. I don't know. I mean, Brogdon is having an all-star year. If you're a Pacers fan, either if you're just a, a, a basketball fan in general, quit sleeping on Brogdon, man. He, I feel like he deserves a couple of votes in the ballot. Uh, if not this year, hopefully next year. Sabonis, I think, is another all-star. But Sabonis is just average, averaging on all these games, double-doubles. He does that. He's averaging like 25 and 12 pretty much every single game. Uh, Brogdon's doing the same thing. Shout-out Karis LeVert. I want to shout-out Karis LeVert just real quick. He went to sex, successful surgery. And I didn't know, but it actually was cancerous. It was cancerous on his on his kidney. So, like he was saying, maybe, maybe that's pretty much – I don't know, saved his life in the in the long run. And we were kind of talking about it on our weekly Wednesday 
no one really came out with any further information after Karis LeVert had that opening press conference. And then it was about a week later and still nothing on Karis LeVert. And I'm almost thinking, well, maybe their PR team's doing a good job by, you know, they're not lying to the media, but kind of just keeping quiet about everything that's happened with Karis LeVert. And I'm starting to think it is probably cancer because if it wasn't cancerous, they got the diagnosis the next day, they'd probably just come out and be like, nah, he's straight. But uh, super shout out to, to a young stud in the wall. And, you know, he's still out indefinitely, but we hope to have him back. That being said, we're still rocking. We're fourth in the East right now. We're excited to have Karis, Karis back whenever he's comfortable and ready to go. Um, and then obviously without TJ Warren, we're looking good. So Miles is still an inconsistent guy. Still needs to step it up on the floor. Um, just a, a guy that skyrockets rainbow threes and it's just his percentage is not that great. You look at it and you're like, no, 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 no. Then yes, yes, yes. So uh, it's pretty much where we're coming from. Jeremy Lamb, a new guy is stepping in and, and doing his thing. And then obviously our second group isn't bad. Aaron Holiday, Justin, uh, go guy. Is this a guy who I don't know what happened to go guys. So uh, he's getting some, he's getting some minutes for sure. I do want to shout out Jeremy Lamb coming off of his, you know, his knee injury last year that put him out. He's been stepping up a lot. I mean, he's been knocking down some big shots uh, for us and kind of just being another stable guy uh, for this team. You think That's- Jeremy Litt is is smoking a little pot smoke over there? I mean, he's one of the guys in the NBA that just absolutely looks insane, right? Or is that just he, me? I mean, he could possibly be. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's a he's looks terrible. like a quiet guy. Uh, ain't nothing doing Indianapolis. Look at you in Indianapolis right now. You ain't doing a damn thing out there, dog. True. That's definitely true. Uh, <laughs> that definitely is probably true. Um, he's got to he's got to be entertained off. somewhere, right? But yeah, it looked good. Our paces look good, and uh, hopefully we can we can get a couple more dubs under the, under our belt at least before the deadline of the scheduling, which is only up to All Star break, like what March seventh or March tenth or or one of those dates. So yeah, March fourth, I think was the last March fourth. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. But uh, I think with that, guys, we are gonna get out of here. This episode is gonna come to a wrap. If you enjoyed this episode, again. Please give us those five-star reviews on Apple and Spotify. Uh, subscribe, you know, the, the red button down there on Hit our it. YouTube page. Hit that one time, two times, three times, <laughs> as many times as it will allow you to do it. And most importantly, please. Get with in- your damn moms, man. Get your damn merch. Yes, get your damn merch. But if you want to keep up with us daily, follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, it's at man to man podcast. Um, we got a lot of stuff in the works, some cool, cool stuff. We got new exclusive merch. Um, it's on its way. It's in the, it's in the process of, you know, getting put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have something really, really exciting that we want to, you know, share with you guys, um, in about a week or so. Um, mm-hmm. we just can't really quite do that quite yet. But as as always, I'm going to namaste you guys out of here. So namaste to you guys. Namaste, mother effing pacing nation, baby. <laughs> <laughs>